You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Metal and High Heels podcast. This is episode number 55 and I'm joined by my co-host, Steffi, hello. Hey, and uh, we are here only, it's only the two of us today because we are uh, we are missing our other, our third co-host, Pia, who is very sadly looking for her cat right now and we really hope that it that it go comes back home that Tiga comes back home and mm-hmm. yeah we wish them all the best of course and we miss her but we will soon enough be reunited all the three of us but before that we have uh, some very uh, interesting topic for today's episode and of course you will find all the show notes and the links to everything we mention at metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 55. And the topic we have today is a very important topic for you, Steffi. So why don't you go ahead and introduce it? Yeah, the topic today is about Extinction Rebellion. And that is a social movement. It's founded last year in autumn in the UK. And it's about the climate crisis and it's rock ecological (laughs) bad word crisis um which isn't funny at all although i'm laughing right now and um yeah it's indeed a very serious topic and um yeah i'm active in in my hometown for i don't know for a month maybe oh wow it's pretty recent that you joined the movement yeah I joined them in the late spring this year because there was an uh, activity which is called a die-in. And that uh, means that, yeah, group of people, it's a little bit like a flash mob, you can um, explain it. And so a group of people, of activists meet and, um, yeah, more or less um, secret (laughs) in an official Mm -hmm. place in a public place and um, yeah with a little introduction all of these guys just fall down to the floor and yeah lie there just like that and um, for all the people who are surrounded they just think well, what yeah. the fuck <laughs> why are all that people going down now what what does it mean and yeah that should be just corpses and should show all the victims which are due to the climate crisis right now. Of course, some islands in the um, in, in Asia still already um, get flooded, and there are lots, many, many million people are just um, have to go from the hometowns, from their home um, home countries, and yeah, are no refugees due to that climate change, global warming and the um, the sea level rising. And that should just show the yeah, normal people in their daily life that 
it's it's already happening and that is nothing which is just in theory or in the newspapers or on tv that seems just like okay yeah that's somewhere in the future but it does not happen right i'm i have just no impact or or not impact i'm not i'm not involved in all that and it's just like far far away <laughs> and it doesn't matter for me personal but that's wrong maybe now just today yeah okay it does not yeah we have still enough of food we have uh, good houses we have a very comfy life definitely but yes uh, if it goes that way also in the polit in the politics uh, well <laughs> in a worst case we have it around 20 years and then we will have a very very big problem and that's why extinction rebellion just say okay um we have to act now we have to do something because the way it goes on right now is just the worst way it can and um something has to change and that's the the demand of the movement that um yeah our society and the politics need to change yeah That's a very good um, statement and a very good perspective because I do know a, a lot of people who just think, okay, whatever, whatever I do, it's already happening. The planet is already damaged. So what can I do? And there are plenty, plenty things everybody can do. Um, it starts with changing the way you consume stuff the things you buy the things you put on your body like cosmetics and the and and food of course and we have talked all about that in our episode about sustainability but we forget how much political power we have how much we can move with our votes and again also with the, with the consumerism because I read somewhere a while ago something very, very true and very wise. People don't know how much power they have in their wallet. The way we we consume things, the things we buy with with our money, we are supporting big corporations, uh, big companies that have lobbying power, so power in politics, or we can also support the little, the small farmers the little shop owners, etc. So um, this is an invitation for everybody to just buy stuff more consciously and and go vote, obviously. But you can also um, you can also participate in political movements like Extinction Rebellion. So how old is the movement? You said it was born in in the UK. Um, almost, exactly, almost one year now. It was founded in at the end of October last year. Now we've got September, so yeah, almost oh, one so year. It's everything very and very young, and it came over to Germany pretty yeah, quickly. <laughs> yes, that's true. And um, yeah, it should be a global, or uh, it always is a global movement. Okay, that's uh, very successful. I would say, yeah, they made a very good business <laughs> in, in spreading to the world. Pretty good. 
And uh, what uh, what you said, Kiki, that um, we all have our personal powers and possibilities to have an impact. That's true. But that is one point I think it's very interesting of XR, of Extinction Rebellion, is that um, well, there are um, 10 principles and values of Extinction Rebellion. And one of that one is that um, we want to have a system change. And mm -hmm. we do not want to blame anyone as an individual in a personal way, but just say, um, okay, we have a toxic system and that needs to change. And it's, um, of course, it's pretty good if you just, um, if you're a region and just buy second-hand clothes and something, Also, of course, it's very important and I think it has an effect. Yes, it's maybe a small one, but it still is. And it's the yeah. beginning of the movement, of course, that personal way of life. But um, like Sing's Rebellion are about political change and not that personal change that I already said. It's, of course, important and welcome. But um, the demand of XR is to the politics. And how exactly did you achieve that? Um, the main tool is nonviolent civil disobedience. Um, yeah, on a public place. Uh, for example, um, XR London just occupied bridges and yeah, they made it, I don't know exactly the date, but they just um, made whole London just broke down almost there was no traffic anymore and it was whoa <laughs> there was <Yeah>. hard <laughs> um and um yeah that's some um, or uh, that's the main tool that civil disobedience to um yeah to occupy bridges or big streets or just Just to, just to show the, the people, hey, come on, guys, we've got a problem and please wake up. We have to do something. Mm -hmm. And also, yeah, to generate that big movement and not, only, of course, also the, the classical demonstration is also um, an important part of it. But, um, yeah, the other one is also very important. And so, like, um, our airports... I think also the London airport was um, occupied by um, activists and yeah, they just want to interrupt the, the normal life <laughs> of the people to, yeah, just to, to shout out, guys, we have to do something. Okay. What is the something we need to do? What are you asking for exactly? That's maybe one of the most important and most difficult questions um, and I have to say we as XR we have no answers because we always want to um, yeah, listen to, to scientists but that's more like um, they just show us in what crisis we already are and that it can just get worse But the answers should be um, be developed 
by by the people and that's um, the decisions the government should do must create should um, should done by citizens assemblies that is um, an idea based in um, in system in Ireland for example they did that yeah and that citizen assemblies are just uh, yeah randomly selected people uh, from the population and just like you have it or it doesn't matter what what gender what age um, uh, yeah where their base was what their hometown whatever social social standards I don't know just randomly selected selected by from the population and um, they should sit together and have all possibilities to ask some experts, ask other politicians, um, ask scientists or, I don't know, everyone who has some some knowledge about the topic. They are um, to, yeah, to, cre to create, to develop some answer solutions, whatever. Mm -hmm. Laws, maybe. <laughs> and um, so they should decide. It's um, The idea is that the democracy we have today, yeah. that the that lobby has a very big influence on it. And so we always will, will have that big, big impact of the um, industry interests and... It's just the big business, which, yeah, we are living in a capitalist system and they want to make money. And, yeah, that's the that's a big goal <laughs> to say it in a very easy way. I know it's not that easy, but, um, yeah, I think in a nutshell, it's a, it's all about money <laughs> somehow. Yeah. And, yeah, so the citizens' assembly should just break that impact of lobby and should just create that um, solutions which um, are yeah somehow just down to earth and um, they think it's best for the whole society for the population and only of the country but also global because our climate is a global topic and yeah it just doesn't care about borders so if um, it has an impact, if there's, for example, what was what what's a good example? Um, the the jet stream. Maybe that's a little bit too <laughs> too much detail, but uh, the jet jet stream is um, a global global wind system, and because that was interrupted by the small getting smaller difference of the North Pole and the Equator. Um, we got last year, for example, that very big heat in Europe because yeah. that uh, that high-pressure area above Europe just um, it didn't go away. You maybe remember it was very long, very hot, mm -hmm. and that was because of the jet stream just didn't turn it turn further. And yeah, just for example, that it's it's a global system, and we have to act as a just 
like earth people and not as citizens of Germany or Great Britain or whatever. That is so true. Yeah. <laughs> it's it sounds quite easy but maybe that's but maybe one of the most challenging um things we can well, we have to do in the future. Yeah, but uh, back to XR, back to Extinction Rebellion, because it um, it has um, three demands, which are very clear to communicate. Also, while on demonstrations or activities, whatever, if other people ask, uh, okay, you are Extinction Rebellion, but what do you want? You are here now just to say you are bad, whatever. And some people are very critical about that. And I can understand. I was also, last year, I was also very critical about, do you know Endergelände, Kiki? Yeah. That's, um, that's a climate activists who occupy the um, uh, Garzweiler, the coal, coal factory AWE. I'm here in Aachen, so it's it's quite just nearby, around the corner, and it's very popular here. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, but these guys are very—I don't know. Now I know lots of them personally, and I can just say they are good guys. <laughs> They're very yeah, peacefully and um, intelligent. I think they they know what they are doing. Mostly, <laughs> I would say. Yeah. Um, and these ones just, um, yeah, occupied the, the coal group. Coal group? Noch ein Wort. Moment. Tagebau. Weißt du, was Tagebau ist? Nee. Du kommst mir aber hier mit Wörtern. <lacht> <lacht> ja, ich bin... <lacht> Ja, auch ganz an meinen Grenzen. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, these guys occupy the um, open cut mining. Sounds a little bit crazy, but okay. Yeah, for, for the brown coal here in, um, or near Aachen and Cologne. And I always thought they just want to have that adrenaline kick and more or less doing it for fun because it looks like a very uh, I don't know funny funny activity lots of action a little battle with the police or something so all in all I had just a very bad thinking about it one year ago but um Yeah, getting in touch with the, with um, some of these guys, it was just like, okay, yeah, I understand why you're doing what you're doing, and it's pretty interesting. But okay, now <laughs> I'm just talking too much, different stuff. I just want to say um, it's very important to communicate with other people or just if you are an activist and some other non-activist comes to you and asks you, what are you doing there? You have to give them answers. And not just like, we have to save our planet or something, but a little bit a little bit more. And they just need to know that um, 
you you know what you're doing and you don't do it for fun or something. It's just like um, I I'm informed. I informed myself. I got some information about it, and I think what I'm doing is just necessary, and it's not for I don't know entertainment or something. That's not the case. Cool. And um, yeah, <laughs> there maybe yeah. there are some pretty interesting talks I already had with um, with those people who were very critical about it. What we are doing, it was yeah, it was very interesting. And I think most of them was just like mm, yeah, hmm. I'm I'm old now. <laughs> Most of them are, um, in fact, uh, most of them I talked to were a little bit older and just like, yeah, I did I did that way just like 16 years ago and um, I understand if they don't want to change anymore. I have also to say, it's I think it's pretty okay. But still, <laughs> we have to do something. Yeah. And so um, XR has three demands and the first one is tell the truth that means that the government must tell the truth about um, the climate crisis and ecological crisis mm -hmm. we are already in and um, yeah work with other institutions to communicate the urgency for change and just um, yeah getting getting something yeah well change yeah. <laughs> make it different as it is business as usual is just not possible anymore and um yeah the second demand is um we have to act now and yeah we have a huge biodiversity loss and the greenhouse gases or the greenhouse gas emissions are just getting more and more instead of less mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sadly i mean in a global in a global um position it's not uh, some some countries just already reduce it that's pretty sure yeah but we um already said we have to think global <laughs> and there are some countries who want to develop more and just like in Africa, Asia, South America, they want to develop their country to have somewhere, um, some, yeah, to get a comfort, comfy life as we already have. And I think they just need to get the chance to develop in that way we already made it. And yeah, so global, <laughs> we just got more greenhouse gases, gas emissions. And um, the demand of XR is that we want to have net zero by 2025. <laughs> That's, I know, very optimistic. Very ambitious. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And I personally have to say, I don't think that, that I think it's impossible. Just we have just four, uh, five years left to do that. No way. <laughs> no way. I don't think so. But demands have to be straight and very um, high. So I think 
maybe 10 years, or if we just made it 10 years later, so 2035. It's, it's still pretty good. <laughs> and if, um, and if we can get that, that solution or that in the end, then I'm still very happy. So, and so, um, that's why I personally also, I know it's optimistic and yeah, ambitious, but personally, I just want to support that goal because we have to had, um, high demands. Yeah, it is. First of all, it's, it's very good to dream big and to be optimistic and idealistic about these things as well. And second, you also have to, <laughs> you also have to gain some ground to negotiate, right? To then set realistic goals for politics globally. Yeah. And what was the third demand? The third demand is beyond politics. And so that's about that citizen assemblies I already mentioned. And yeah, the government must create and be led by the decisions of the citizen assemblies on climate and uh, ecological justice. Um, yeah, I think I already told you about the idea of the assemblies to... Um, Yeah, power to the people. <laughs> in a nutshell, that's um, also that one call for demonstrations, and um, yeah, I think it, it fits pretty well. Uh, yeah, so the the people needs to have a power and say what they want, and not only some some people some people who want to make money. That's that could not be, <laughs> please. <laughs> Please let it change. Of course, we have now. I, I would say we have in Germany. It's it's uh, it's a good democracy, and we we are living in a good system. I don't want to deny that, because I personally have a very good life. Of course, sure. But if I just look around and see what what price it has somehow, I think that's just too much. And my children, if I ever will have children um, they have to pay the price for it because then there is no I don't know maybe clean air well I think clean air we maybe still have but like the biodiversity um, that's a big extinction that also because of the name <laughs> Extinction Rebellion um, we, we are losing lots of animals and just yeah also plants and yeah all in all we're just losing our planet said in a very <laughs> very um easy and bad way but uh, yeah we just destroy ourselves and we can go on like that like i don't know maybe 50 years <laughs> but after that time if we still go on that way we are on Well, we will lose sooner or later. There's just no no alternative but to change if we want to stay alive within 100 or 200 years. Um, yeah, because as you were saying at the beginning, 
climate change has had consequences that not only the animals and the plants are feeling, but we've also seen that. And it's just a matter of realizing that that we are living in a different climate already than 50 years ago. So in 50 years, I don't even want to imagine how the world would be like if we keep going, if we don't act now, as you just said, right? Yeah. So I, I have the feeling that your life has changed after joining the movement. Can you confirm that? Mm. I... No, I've got less time, <laughs> but that's all. <laughs> um, I'm not sure. I think it was very slow development due to that all sustainable lifestyle topic and stuff. And it just um, just like the my personal maximum to join such an activism group and want to adjust. I I feel just so powerless. I can't say, okay, I just eat plant food, plant-based food, or mostly, <laughs> I have to say, I, I cheat sometimes, yes. But um, yeah, mostly eating plants or just try to buy as, um, as less as possible, only or mostly second-hand clothing, don't flying anymore using the train instead of the car um, go by bike all that stuff what i would say is for for personal is a sustainable lifestyle yes but it just it's not enough i just look around and see so many people who just they do not think about it because the whole system is just not not ready i don't know it's just like hey come on let's have fun <laughs> let's let's consume let's buy every day some new clothes or whatever the need to have the new smartphone i don't know and yeah it has i don't think that individuals can solve the problem That's just it's just too big for us, for us small people. Yeah. It has to go the bigger way. And so we just need the politics to say, Hey, come on guys, please, please do something. You know it already since thirty years, even more. And just talking and talking about it, but you don't have any real solutions and we can do we can use more solar power, we can use all and all more Of all that, that cleaner energy instead of fossil fuels. Yes. That's, it's already possible. We have the technologies, but there's just nothing they do. And that was for me the moment, of, okay, well, um, <laughs> hmm, <laughs> I think now that's the time for me. I have to go on the street and also, yeah, I, I show my face and want to yeah. say as me personal, guys, let's do something. Now, and um, it will be definitely a very, very long way. And maybe, maybe we won't be successful. Possible, I think. Then we have a problem <laughs> because that's also one, um, um, yeah, one call of XR. 
if hope dies, action begins. And that dying hope is just like all the NGOs like uh, Greenpeace, for example. They exist since years. I have no idea. Felt like ever. <laughs> But it's just like, um, what did they do? Surely they did something do. And I remember that there already were lots of mm -hmm. ecological problems in the past just for Germany. Yes. And these were local problems. It was mostly more or less easy to fix it. Just oh. like that. Do you remember the acid rain in the 18th? Um, it was a time when um, when forest died because of yeah acid rain. It um, just destroyed um, the trees or not only the trees um, the soil also and um, oh yeah sadly my English is too bad right now to explain that the topic in detail but that was um, an ecological problem which was um, also in, in the media yeah. we talked about that and yeah the German forest will die and something like apocalypse And um, it, that was quite easy to put filters into the flue gas systems. And, um, yeah, that that was <laughs> more or less an easy way of solving a problem. But now we have got another one, which is just much, much bigger because we always need fossil fuels. And it's the whole carbon um, circle, the global carbon circle is just out of order and completely disrupted by that using by using that that oil under the earth it's just like that carbon was out of the circle and now we're putting it just into the atmosphere well hmm, might be not the best idea and many many other um, things like like the change of land using And, oh gosh, <laughs> there's so many stuff. I will put um, some videos and links in the show notes, then you can inform yourself. To be honest, I don't want to talk about that um, scientific stuff right now <laughs> in the podcast. I don't think that's the right place for it. But yeah, I give you some links if you want to inform yourself. Um, please do it. It's it's also very interesting, I have to say. I like it. <laughs> it's a very sad topic, but it's also very, very interesting. Yes, I can imagine. And of course, you also need more and more people to join movements like this to um, to move some more, <laughs> to make more change around the world. So what else do you find interesting or um, cool about Extinction Rebellion? I think just uh, oh, how to describe the people, of course. <laughs> um, they were, of course, they are idealistic and, um, yeah, have that vision, but in a, I would say in a good way and not like, oh, we have to fight for it and to get it. And um, they're not um, that, that radical, I would say. Well, we are due to that civil disobedience. Yeah, well, that's radical, yes. 
wird. Um, as, as persons, I would say they are just very hmm, to say self-reflected and interested and um, yeah, just want to go with open eyes through their environment. And that's for me, I just think like, um, I like you. <laughs> that's a very personal thinking, of course, very personal thought. Um, but yeah, also um, as a movement itself, it's because that that 10 values I already mentioned, I'll also put into the show notes, and then you can read it step by step. Um, it's just like that um, every every activity has like a conscience, and we we train before it, so everyone has every information uh, information they need. For example, if um, yeah, if police is coming, and maybe yeah, we're going to jail could happen <laughs> um, but then we just or we knew before which consequences we have to take and how we should um, should behave in the situations and that that non-violent non aspect of course yeah very important don't know why I just mentioned it right now but um, it should be easier no that non-violent non it's a very peaceful very peaceful movement also in the communication, um, the nonviolent communication is very important for it. Okay. So if in meetings it's like, um, okay, um, no blaming, no shaming, and we can talk about everything, but please in a calm and friendly way. And uh, we always can be emotional. Of course, we are human, but... Um, I, it's hard to it's hard to explain. For me, it has a very good vibe, all in all. Just like um, for me, it feels like um, yeah, that that friendly and peacefully way of acting, but also yeah, acting in a very enthusiastic way. And yeah, we want to change, but we want to change. Peacefully, and we are ready to going to jail for it. Yeah, maybe not all of us, sure, but I would say most. So yeah, that peaceful way of thinking and acting, but also very strong will just for going on. And uh, we have we have a goal, we have our demands, we want to get it, but peacefully. And that's the way of thinking, which is I would in in most of the commun communication ways and acting ways, and yeah, it feels it feels very good. Definitely, I can just say um, if you're listening to it, guys, <laughs> somehow somewhere, um, join it if you have possibilities. I can just say um, have a look. I don't know how other small town groups are acting and behaving. I cannot say that. I'm just speaking for my hometown right now. But um, all in all, I would say it's a very good movement. And um, if you are interested, just just have a look. Give them a try. Inform yourself. 
and support it. Might be good. <laughs> yes, those are very wise words and also great words to end our short show for today. Or is there anything else you want to tell us about this new find calling of yours to activism? <laughs> Lots of. <laughs> I think I can keep on talking for some hours right now. Um, yeah, but everything I didn't say right now, I will put in show notes and how you say, inform yourself. <laughs> I can just say for me personally, Extinction Rebellion is a very interesting movement and maybe it has a big future. I I have no idea how it will develop in the future, but I'm very optimistic that it goes on. <laughs> Stay tuned. Of course. Great. That's so good. That's a cool uh, topic to come back to the podcast too. Well, not that we were ever gone. <laughs> But I personally am back in Germany now, so it's back to normal recording <laughs> and um, recording here at home. So yes, it's It's fun to talk about something this important. And it's always important. It has always been important. Um, but it's very urgent right now. And we have great uh, role models like uh, Greta Thunberg and and a lot more activists that are doing some great work right now. And um, yes, let's do something, people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we won't get what we want, but I think we just all need to have a try and leave your comfort zone. <laughs> That's great advice. Yes, and we will be back with another podcast with Pia very soon. Um, if you have an urgent topic we need to talk about, then email us or tweet at us at Metal and High Heels. No, at Metal High Heels on Twitter, at Metal and High Heels on Instagram. You can message us there. Metal and High Heels magazine on Facebook. You can message us there as well. You can send us voice messages over Facebook if you want to. If you want to listen to your own voice on our show, <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you from experience, it's very funny. <laughs> it's a lot of fun, and um, yeah, don't forget to subscribe everywhere and. If you have the time, what would really, really help us is if you leave a review of our show. As you can see, we talk about a variety of uh, topics on the show. So you can always recommend to your friends our and my favorite, my personal favorite podcast episode, the one on politics with Malik Aziz from uh, Star Revolution. And there's another revolution for you there. Um <laughs> Shout out to Malik. And yeah, so we have a lot of a lot of cool topics that we discuss on our bi-monthly, no, bi-weekly podcast. So leave us a review so that other people can tune in. And yeah, we'll hear you next time, right? Exactly. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Big thanks to Cassandra Novelle for our jingle that's based on the song Storm from Undying Fire by her Burnt Mercy Isle. Thanks to that.
And don't forget the show notes. The show notes, of course, you can find on metal-and-highheels.com slash podcast 55. Yes. All right. See you next time. Bye. See you. Bye-bye.